listening to the Friday Five here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel, and this is our weekly list of five things you should know about. Normally, we keep count of those things for you as we work through the episode, but today is more of a mixed bag than usual, so there might be a few more than five. First up, we briefly mentioned two weeks ago the rumored merger between Cigna and Humana. Last Friday, Cigna announced it was abandoning those plans, so that is that, short and sweet. Next on the list, reiterating what we mentioned last week, for agents selling ACA, most states have today, December 15th, as the cutoff date for coverage to go into effect on January 1st, 2024. We mentioned a couple of state exceptions in last week's episode, and we also mentioned the list of ACA enrollment periods and effective date cutoffs. We will be linking to both of those resources in the notes just in case you missed them last week. Tis the season for all things holly and jolly, and while we'd like to think that means peace on earth and goodwill toward men, there's a new scam to watch out for. Sadly, it involves gift cards, which for some are quite literally the holiday gift of choice. The scam is called card draining, and here's how it works. Criminals get their hands on unpurchased gift cards, recording the card number and PIN number. Then they place them back in their packaging and put them back on the gift card carousels until those cards are purchased by an unsuspecting customer. Once the card is activated, 'er ne'er-do-wells have all the information they need to drain the card. Officials are warning those who purchase gift cards as gifts this holiday season to double-check the cards that you're purchasing. They advise to check that the packaging has not been tampered with, that the covering and special tape for the pin is still in place. If there are marks near the barcode or the pin is showing, there's a good chance the card might have been tampered with. If you purchase a gift card, make sure you're getting a gift card receipt from the store. Include that with the gift cards you're giving. Officials suggest taking a picture of the gift card and the store receipt so you have the information you need to file with the authorities just in case. And then, of course, if you do purchase a card that turns out to be a dud, you should report it to the company issuing the gift card. We'll be linking to a few articles on card draining that you can share with your clients this holiday season. And we'll also be linking to a list of contact information for some of the gift card issuing companies that are more popular than others and aren't always associated with a big box store. Moving on, let's talk about the Apple updates announced this week because there were quite a few. We'll start with Beeper Mini, the app that figured out a way to duplicate Apple's blue bubbles on Android and was shut down by Apple less than one week after its launch. Apple claimed that the Beeper Mini app was a security risk while the team at Beeper suggested their workaround was a more secure messaging system between Android and Apple users 
than the traditional SMS option currently offered by Apple. Now, in a twist of events, the app is back up and running, but instead of working with just your mobile phone number, users will need to log in with an existing Apple ID. Also, the app is now available for free. It'll be interesting to see where this battle ends up, but I think it's safe to say that the green bubbles will not be going anywhere anytime soon as long as Apple has their say. They seem pretty keen to keep the current color-coded system. Now, moving on from messaging, a quick update on the iPad lineup. We did not get any new models in 2023, but that should change in 2024. What won't change too much is how many options buyers have when it comes to purchasing an iPad. Currently, you can choose from two different sizes of iPad Pro iPad Air, two different generations of the regular iPad, and then the iPad Mini. And that's before we get into the same issues with iPad accessories. For 2024, it is rumored that Apple will be introducing new generations of all iPads, adding another size option to the iPad Air, and coming out with a third generation Apple Pencil. No word on what Apple will be retiring to make room for the newer generation models, but hopefully they're planning to streamline to make it a little bit less confusing for buyers. And our last bit of Apple news for today, iOS 17.2 went public this week, bringing with it the long-awaited journal app. I've been reading reviews from some of the beta participants who've been using the app for about a month, so I've been pretty eager to try it out. Couple of things I do want to highlight about the app. It pulls data into the app from your device to create journaling prompts, but all of that information stays within your device. Apple does not see any of it, similarly to other third-party journaling apps. On the device front, you can set your journal to lock with a password and face ID. So as one of the reviewers mentioned, much more secure than those little locks that come on paper journals and are easily picked. Ask anyone who has an older sibling. If you choose to back up journal through the iCloud, it is stored with end-to-end encryption. As I mentioned, I haven't really used it long enough to give it a proper review, but I do find the prompts interesting. So far, I've gotten a few text prompts that are labeled as reflections, as well as prompts based on photos and workout data. So far, I like what I've seen, but it's going to take a little bit of time and research for me to really recommend this over other options I've downloaded. Last but not least on our list, I just want to touch on the new Instagram filters. I sort of have them. And what I mean by that is that one of my Instagram accounts has them, while the other still does not. Gotta love it when that happens. So if you've been waiting for them, they are on the way, but I don't have them on the Instagram account that I post podcast info on. For the most part, the new filters are subtle in how they adjust colors. 
The names of the filters are a little more descriptive, and the old filters, thankfully, are still there, so my beloved Clarendon lives to see another day. There are a few fun and artistic effects, like the handheld, moiré, and wavy effects. I think I like the zoom blur the most. That is a fun filter, but the effect is also very subtle. As far as the new sticker and story functions, you can cut out images from your photos and save them to post in your stories. And there's also an AI background effect that lets you utilize that same cutout technology and replace what's behind the image you cut out. Hoping the update hits my other accounts soon. So if you haven't seen it on your Instagram accounts yet, As I've mentioned before, Meta is still in the process of rolling it out, so keep checking back. RuPaul recommends. It might be a little late in the month, but I do want to talk about a couple of streaming picks for the holiday season. I will parse these out by streaming service this time around, since most of these titles have already been released. On Hulu, The Matrix Resurrections is on my watch list because I loved the original trilogy and I'm curious to see how the story continues and how well the story continues. Netflix has the Super Mario Brothers movie if you need a kid's title to put on around the holidays. My daughter really enjoyed that one, especially Bowser's song about Princess Peach. But by far, the streaming title doing the most this holiday season has to be Disney+. Plus. They've wrapped up another season of The Santa Clauses. That's the limited series adaptation starring Tim Allen that picks up where the movie trilogy left off. Also out right now, three of the four planned Doctor Who specials, The Star Beast, Wild Blue Yonder, and The Giggle, have all been released. On Christmas Day, we'll get the holiday special, Church on Ruby Road. Now, Tina and I are both Doctor Who fans, and watching these specials has brought us both back into the Doctor Who-verse. We are both still disappointed that Disney Plus doesn't seem to be getting the full catalog of episodes. And Tina has already subscribed to Max. I'm seriously considering it too, especially during the holidays. These special episodes have been a great reminder of how much I love the series. I just wish that it were a little bit more accessible. And then on December 20th, also on Disney+, Plus, the new Percy Jackson series, Percy Jackson and the Olympians premieres. This is a series that my daughter has been looking forward to. They've been reading the books in school. She's watched the movies. And the new series is supposed to be a much closer adaptation to the book series. I am always here for that. So couple of suggestions, lots of kid-friendly titles this time around. And as always, we'll be linking to the full list in the notes so you can check that out as well. But that pretty much does it for our Friday Five this week. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there. And we will see you next week. The Agent 
Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing, an integrity company. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing and fact check by Tina Lamaru. Podcast designed by Urban Rivera. Artwork by Vivian Zhao. Follow along with us wherever you like to listen. 